We're recording it. We're going to record this for everyone else's benefits. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you what, let's do that. I wonder if I can do that. Let's see here. We got a gentleman that's having trouble finding a link to log in. <clears throat> all right folks it's 10 o'clock and i always believe in starting meetings on time um so we're gonna get started here first happy friday uh gavin Nensmore at home care seminar i've had the pleasure of Working with a lot of you, some of you I have, um, you expressed an interest in taking the class. Maybe you took it, maybe you didn't. But this is going to be hopefully a lot of fun because let's start on the premise, folks, that if life cannot be fun, then what is the point of doing it, right? Get a lot of head shaking. Yes. Um, <laughs> So before we get started, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up the chat and um, let's see, we've got admit. I'm just going to try and admit folks as they come in. Um, I'm going to pull up the chat and good morning, Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. And that's how we're going to handle our questions. I've got questions that other folks have emailed in that cannot be here today. Um, I literally just wrote one down from uh, uh, somebody that called me minutes before. And so if you guys, the whole purpose of this morning is to, if you've got questions, I want to get them answered for you. We've got an hour, so it's really going to be tight. Um, but a little bit about myself, folks, I am a home care senior care expert, and I don't mean that in a egomaniacal manner, but folks have got 21 years of doing this and we have, uh, we have taken care of private pay clients. That's where we started our in, started in this business. We have taken care of Medicaid clients. We hopped into the Medicaid industry for probably six or seven years. But when they dropped the reimbursement rate to $13.88 an hour, and I was making a dollar an hour on a Medicaid case, I said, this is crazy. And we got out of Medicaid. And so there is virtually nothing that you can probably ask today that I have myself and my team have not crossed in the past 21 years. Um, so hopefully you've all come. Um, hopefully you are uh, trying to fix it now. Okay. Well, I guess at this point, we're a little bit past the point of, 
helping folks out. So all of you folks have figured this out, so that's great. So how do you ask your questions? Type them over in the comment section. And my moderator, I had uh, Scott lined up to help, my marketing guy lined up, and his uh, he got called out at the last minute. So next month, and we're going to do this on a monthly basis. Next month, we'll have Scott uh, helping with the moderation and, and fielding questions for us. Um, so type your questions in the comment, the chat section. How do you get to the chat section? Down at the bottom of your screen. Good morning, Gavin. How do you get private clients when you don't have Medicaid? What's the average hourly rate to Medicaid clients currently? Okay, great question, Mrs. D, to everyone. Uh, and that is exactly one of the, William M had emailed in because he's not going to be able to be here today. And he said, how do you get private pay clients? So that is a great question. How do you get private pay clients? And understand folks, uh, when we teach and train one of our franchise partners, we spend literally a day and a half, normally a day, but invariably it stretches into Friday as well. I'm nothing but sales marketing for private pay clients. Um, so being able to address in an hour is going to be a challenge and then address everybody else's questions, but we'll get to it. So Mrs. D and to William M who couldn't be here today, how do you get private pay clients? One of two ways. Clients are going to be referred to you. And there are 19 different referral sources out there that you need to be marketing to that are going to refer you clients. Um, that's the first half. You get private pay clients one of two ways, folks. Either they're referred to you through your referral source or you spend money to make money and that's called advertising. So on the referral front, there's 19 different referral sources that you need to do, be developing. And on the referral front, folks, this is nothing but shoe leather. Yeah, shoe leather on your part, getting out and visiting folks. Um, making marketing calls on them and developing a relationship with them. Uh, I'm flattered that I have a, a, a relationship with you folks that's, that uh, now it looks like 33 folks have dialed in or, or found enough you know, benefit in my relationship with you that you would want to dial in. What you need to do is establish a relationship with a referral source and then be constantly nourishing and nurturing that relationship. And um, it's just repetition, repetition, repetition in going out and seeing these folks and developing a relationship with them. <clears throat> the number one referral source in our industry is case managers and discharge planners at your local hospital. And you need to get out there and, and start developing a relationship with them and getting your name on the provider list 
so that when they're discharging or sending home somebody in the hospital, that the discharge planner hands them that provider list and says, you need to call, you need to um, call one of these agencies and get some help in for your mom or for your dad. So again, coming back to Mrs. D's question and Williams, how do you get private pay clients? They're either referred to you or the flip side of that coin is sales marketing. Now, we've all seen a billboard, right? That's advertising. We've all seen an advertisement in a newspaper. We've seen advertisements come through the mail. That's direct mail. There is a return on investment for that. And we should also, and I'll throw something else for you to think about, my favorite three initials in this whole wide world are ROI, return on investment. If I spend a dollar here on advertising and marketing, I want it generating $10,000 over here for me. And everyone, everything that we teach in our sales marketing has a positive return on investment associated with it. So you need to budget what works, what doesn't work. Great case in point. Um, if I were just by a show of hands, and we've got a lot of people that have got their cameras turned off and um, muted, but just for a show of hands, who today would advertise in the Yellow Pages, right? When I got in this business 21 years ago, Yellow Pages was a major medium of advertisement. Um, today, you got to be crazy to advertise in the Yellow Pages, but you better have a web presence. So, um, comes down to one of two things, Mrs. D and William. Um, it's a referral and it's coming to you through a referral source or you've spent money to make money and you better hope, you better be tracking where your business comes from because that's going to help you establish that return on investment. Okay. Uh, awesome question. Thank you very much. And I'm going to, uh, let's see, come back. Up. And oh, uh, let's see, what's the average hourly rate for Medicaid clients currently? It's $18 an hour. Is for home care, whether it's PCS, personal care services, or if it's a CAP program, community access program, it's $18 an hour. Um, let's see, Becky, to everyone, just wondering how long it takes from mailing your application <laughs> to receiving an email from the state. That's an easy one, Becky, thank you. I need an easy one. Uh, generally, I'd expect a response from them within two weeks. Um, uh, and then her follow-up question, I'm working as a nurse and it's about 390. Okay, so somebody replied to that. Um, okay, from iFund Everyman, good morning. I'm the application, administration and director, person's name. What do you put for the title? Um, agency director is fine for the title. Just leave that, just the agency director. Um, good morning, Gavin. How do I get a nurse? 
I still can't secure one just to get my license. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, the number one challenge today, folks, and this is another question. So this is going to tie into Miss um, Moore. Um, I'm guessing it's Miss Moore. It's Amore. Um, Amore and Jaquesha had emailed in her her question: What's the number one challenge facing home care agencies today, uh, folks? Recruiting is tough, whether it's for aides or whether it is for nurses. COVID has really changed everything in the world. And that's rolling right back to running a home care agency. Um, I'm expert at running a home care agency. I don't know anything about running a subway shop, but I was in a subway shop about a month ago, super nice kid, man in the, man in the counter. And he had his title on it. It was Dan and he was the area manager for, and I said, well, Dan, why are, why, what do you work in the, what do you work in the, the sandwich line for? And he said, we can't find employees. And I just took vacation about three weeks ago, went up to, went up to Michigan, back to Michigan, drove long trip, good trip, but a long trip. And my better half said, you know, if I had a dollar, for, if I had a dollar for every help wanted sign that I've seen, I could retire. I, I don't care what the industry is. Now, specifically, Ms. Moore, to your question about getting a nurse, um, offer to pay more money. At my hair, home care agency, I'll pay a premium. I do not want for, sheesh, 18 years, we paid a registered nurse $35 an hour for 20 hours a week. Whether I needed her for 20 hours a week or not, I suspect that I was probably paying a whole lot of money for that nurse to be surfing Facebook and everything else and the internet. Well, we changed, we changed situations up and I did an analysis of what I needed a registered nurse for. And folks, you need a registered nurse for for a number of things to go out and develop a duty assessment. Uh, I'm gonna mute everybody. Um, figure out how to do that. Um, mute all. There we go. Yes. Uh, well, to unmute themselves. Yes. Um, we need a nurse to go out and do an assessment. From that assessment, develop a plan of care. Then the nurse needs to go out and do a plan of care revision or review every 90 days, along with a supervisory visit. That's a big chunk of your nursing, nursing needs right there. You also have to have that nurse sign off on the skills assessment for your employees. And she's got to review them. And I'll be right up front with you folks. If they don't pass muster with your registered nurse, they are going to they're not coming on board simply because they're not, <laughs> they're not working under the nurse. If the nurse doesn't, doesn't have faith in them, that employee been working under her license and she's not going to allow that. So you need a registered nurse to literally do the paperwork on your clients, 
do the soup visits and the plan of care revisions, and then help you with onboarding new employees and doing a skills assessment. Well, the way that I looked at it, and on average, I would say that we had probably 15 to 20 clients at any good given time after we were up and running. We were never the biggest home care agency in Raleigh, and I never wanted to be. But I'll tell you this, we were the best. Part nine, I never had a fear of the state of North Carolina coming in, conducting an audit of my agency. And I sat through five of them and saying, finding anything wrong, because I knew that we ran the best home care agency in the whole world. Well, I looked, based on 20 clients, I needed a registered nurse about five hours a week. Now, five hours a week is enough to get somebody's attention or at least a, your average you know, registered nurse. I was looking for average. What I wanted, I was willing to pay a premium to get that nurse to come in and help me for five hours a week, plus or minus, but five hours a week. And I paid her $50 an hour. Going rate in Raleigh at the time was 35. I'll pay you a $15, $20 an hour premium, but I only need you for this chunk of time. And if it grows from that, wonderful, but I need you for this chunk of time. Um, that worked out really, really well. Um, so miss more to come back to it, offer more money. That's it. Keep bumping it up. Um, my HR manager tells me I can't use the word mature or retired or something to that effect in a indeed.com job posting. <laughs> but uh, if you can find yourself a retired nurse, then you, it's perfect for both of you. Uh, some ideas on where to find them. Indeed.com. If you're not doing it, do it. Uh, and don't sponsor the ad because that'll cost you money. Craigslist. Craigslist is $25 a job posting, but people are still out there looking for it. Um, uh, Facebook. LinkedIn. These are all venues that you can use and for free. Um, one that I love is Nextdoor, the app on your phone. If you haven't put it on there, go put out there, get the app for Nextdoor. I think it's the, the app is called Nextdoor. It's actually Nextdoor Neighbor. And then you can make broadcasts in your neighborhood, in your surrounding neighborhoods. And that is an awesome way. I mean, Miss Moore, you type up a note and says, hey, I'm starting up a brand new home care agency and I'm looking for a retired nurse that wants to pick up four or five, six hours a week, just starting out. And then you get around the whole HR thing. Boom. Okay, great question. Uh, we'll talk about AIDS as well because not only does it go to hiring nurses, but finding good nurse aides today is like finding the hen's tooth. It's just super tough. And if you're just a startup agency like Miss Moore and a lot of your other folks, every home care agency 
in America, probably in the world, has been in exactly the same boat that you have. And this is going to come to another question that was emailed in. What do I do first? I got my license. Now what do I do? Well, you better spend the next month, two months doing nothing but recruiting. Before you, if you're my franchisee, I would tell you before you even think about doing any marketing, you need to have 10 or 12 caregivers sitting on the bench. You're not paying them, but you've met with them. Your nurse has met with them. They've gone through orientation. You've run their criminal background check. You've got all the paperwork in place before you even start marketing. Because as God is my witness, the first client you get is going to be 70, 80 hours a week, and you need to be able to staff it. And on HR and recruiting, it is the number one thing you can do to run a successful home care agency. Do not take just anybody off on the street. Have standards. Don't overrule your registered nurse because they'll be working under her license. And be selective. The best RN director of nursing I ever had taught me that you can't in-serve a stupid. And they may walk through, you're laughing, Tony. Thank you. They walk through that door stupid as an applicant. You can train them and train them and train them all you want to, but guess what? End of the day, they're walking back out that door stupid and stupid will cost you money. Don't do it. Uh, take a rain check on them. There are plenty of home care agencies in this state. They can go to work for somebody else. They're not going to work for your agency. That's advice number one. Advice number two, love on your employees as much as you possibly can. We cannot do this job without nurse aides, PCAs, caregivers. And folks, ask yourself this question. How much would you have to pay yourself to go ahead and change a dirty diaper on a 92-year-old woman or man? I'm here to tell you, I can't afford to. I can't afford to pay myself that much money. <laughs> not going to do it. But my employees would do it with a smile on their face and love in their hearts. And that's what you're looking for, folks. A smile on their face, love in their hearts. And then you do everything you possibly can to hold on to them. You've got money left over at the end of the year. My advice, especially just starting out, would be either A, pay the employees a little bit more money because they need the money. Ultimately, they're going to need the money. Ultimately, hopefully you folks will all be successful in this business. You got money left over. Give some back to the employees or use it to go find another client. Use it for sales marketing. That's my advice to you. All right, uh, let's see. How do we find out who those 19 referral sources are? Um, I don't have time to do it right now. Um, uh, Takira, become a franchisee of mine. We're gonna come out with a promo here in the next couple of months. If you, <laughs> um, it's gonna be, the best offer that you've ever seen in your life to get some lifetime coaching and mentoring and guidance on running your home care agency. So we've got an offer coming up. We've got some legal paperwork that we've got to put in place first, but 
it's going to be the best deal you've ever seen for becoming a franchise in the senior care or home care industry. Um, and then you get to spend not only eight hours in sales and marketing training and probably another two or three hours on Friday on sales and marketing, but we Zoom every week with our, our partners and our clients for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. We try and stick to an hour on the Zoom because we've got a lot of meetings, um, making sure you're doing what you're doing when you need to be doing it. And invariably, a lot of that gets focused on sales. Um, let's see, Leslie. Hello, good morning. It's Leslie. So, oh, cool. Uh, for training coming up next month. I was wondering which is better as mailers or leg, which is better as mailers or legwork? You have to do both. From a sales and marketing perspective, folks, and getting client private pay clients through the door, you are literally juggling about. Well, you're juggling a whole bunch of balls in the air all the time, and you don't drop them. Um, you're going out making, driving the referral network and putting relationships in place. It's called relationship marketing. Um, case in point, we have a geriatric care manager we had before Cheryl retired. She retired a couple of years ago. Cheryl Terrio here in Raleigh, North Carolina, owned a geriatric care management agency. And she had about five social workers, MSWs, working under her license as a geriatric care manager. And a geriatric care manager's job is to know everything as it relates to senior care. Is it part of Medicare Part D? I couldn't even, aside from spell Medicare Part D, I can't tell you what it is. But it was Cheryl's job to do that with her clients. And a part of what Cheryl did is she made referrals to home care agencies, to nursing homes, to assisted living facilities when there were assisted living facilities. COVID has really hammered those poor folks. But she would make referrals. Well, I've known Cheryl for, heavens, 18 years, 21 years. Um, when we just got in this business, May of 2000, Cheryl was one of the first people I visited and I got to know Cheryl and I reinforced it every month and I would call her up and I'd email her stuff. Well, turns out Cheryl loves to sail. She has a boat down in Oriental, North Carolina on the coast. And when she's not taking care of seniors, being a geriatric care manager, you can find her on her boat. Well, I would periodically run across articles on sailing or articles on a restaurant in Oriental, North Carolina, or anything to do with what Cheryl's hobbies were. And I'm banging on a quick email or a text to her. Hey, Cheryl, I saw this article, thought you might be interested. What you're looking to do is build a relationship and then continue to foster that relationship every chance that you get. So that when they, Cheryl did get a client in that needed home care, she referred it out to Gavin Densmore. At that point, it was Helping Hands of America was my agency. So that's, that's how you, you're working that. Um, so mailers, there is, you know, Leslie, back to your question, there is a return on investment for direct mail. That's why we still see what we call junk mail come through our mailbox every day is because it works. 
I have seen a positive return on investment for using direct mail. I don't think it's your, I don't think it is your go-to. I think you start doing direct mail when you've got some money coming through the door and then you do it very selectively. And I can talk to you all day long about every door direct, which is through the US Postal Service. And it is a beautiful tool to use. Love it. Um, let's see, Latrice, how do I go about getting a Medicaid number? I signed up for NC Tracks. Where do you go from there? Ooh, Latrice, I have not done Medicaid in 10 years. Um, but I am a person over in Winston-Salem. Her name is Kimberly Pettigrew. And Kimberly, uh, back a couple of years ago when I realized that we we're getting more and more folks looking for help on Medicaid, and I just didn't do it because I always focused on private, cake, private pay because it's so more profitable, so much more profitable. Um, Kim actually set up a training program. So Latrice, if you will email me back and Sherry, this is to Sherry's point. So we're knocking out multiple questions at the same time. Sherry's comment, she called in, God awful provider enrollment, no idea. She needs help on the taxonomy, uh, getting the correct taxonomy code. Um, Sherry, if you're on the call, if you made it in, I hope that you did. Send me an email and I will hook you up with Kimberly Pettigrew and she can work with you. Uh, she does a Medicaid certification training program for $700. And I think she consults at $125 an hour. So she can definitely get you folks going in the right direction, especially with the correct taxonomy codes. So we're going to check off both of those, which I expect to spend in marketing estimate monthly. Uh, Tony, great question. When we sign up a new franchisee, we recommend that they budget $8,000 for the first year selection marketing. Um, that works out to about $667 a month. My advice to you would be to because getting your referral network in place takes nothing but time and effort on your part. It's free. It's going out, it's networking, it's going to get a better business bureau. It's going to senior. Um, I'm sure we've got people here in Raleigh today on the call, Chapel Hill, Durham, Raleigh. We have, um, um, and I'm getting a brain lock here. Our senior networking event is, um, is um, it'll come to me later on. In, in Durham and Chapel Hill though, it's called Chatter. Chapel Hill and Durham Elder Care Resources. And it's a monthly networking event. And if it's senior related and senior related could be everything from funeral homes to assisted living facilities, to geriatric care managers, to, I mean, if it applies to seniors, typically they're at the chatter meeting every month. Now, I don't know, again, because of COVID, we established the fact that COVID is fiddling with everybody's lives. They may have put their meetings on hold or may they've gone to Zoom meetings, but there are networking events 
that you can go to to get your name out there. That costs nothing. That that costs you nothing other than the annual membership to the meeting, and you meet all of your peers. Um, Heart, thank you. Raleigh, North Carolina, is the Health Affair Roundtable. Heart, you can Google Senior Care Raleigh H A R T, and you'll go straight to the Heart uh, website. Uh, again, it's a networking opportunity. Building your referral network takes time. Doesn't cost you anything, but you got to put the effort into it. You don't put the effort into it, you don't get anything out of it. Then we kind of come to sales and marketing. And your question, Tony, you know, spending your $667 a month, what is the fastest return on investment? Folks, it is paid for leads. There you go. That's your freebie today, and it will make you millions of dollars. And that's no cost to me, no cost to you. Paid for leads. Uh, a couple of them, a place for mom, um, elder care link, uh, caring.com. You can all register for these. There is no faster bang for your buck than buying a paid for lead. And they cost about 50 bucks a piece. So Tony, we've budgeted $667 a month, that first $8,000 for the first year. $50 goes into 667, what is that, 11, 12, no, 12, 13 times. It goes in 13 times. So you're gonna get 13 leads out of that. Folks, I've been in sales my whole life. Out of those 13, you might close one or two of them. But your average private pay client in the United States is worth $13,000 a year in your pocket. So this is all about return on investment, guys. What I spend just for one client. So that's, you know, Tony, you're going to get 13 leads a month for your, you're going to get, uh, there's a baby in the background. I love babies. Just not on just not on Zoom calls. We're going to meet everybody. Um, so you get 13 leads a month. And I got to do some math here on my phone. You get 13 leads a month. You close one of them. Uh, uh, and we know that that one client is going to be worth $13,000 a year. And you get 12 of them. That's $156,000 that you will have made on those leads for that year. But, but you're spending $8,000. So the question comes down, if I spend $8,000 and I make $156,000, is that a good investment? Tony's shaking her head yes. Anybody else think it's a good investment? Uh, Demetra is saying yes. Okay, um, that is a great example, folks, on return on investment. And it's the biggest bang, fastest bang for your buck. So you're buying paid for leads coming right out of the gate because they're gonna put clients in your agency. All the while over here, you're developing your referral network. 
in a perfect world, you would get referred to all of your business. And I've got agencies that I put in business 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And their referral network, Paula Work, Homeworks here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Paula is doing millions of dollars a year in business. I put her in business back about 10 years ago. And she is absolutely crushing the personal referral front. I don't think that she does any paid for advertising any longer. But she's got a referral network in place. So upfront immediately, you're buying paid for leads to get clients coming through the door. You're building your referral network and ultimately you wanna kind of taper off on the paid for advertising and your word of mouth is gonna be driving you clients. Okay, I hope I, I think we got you there, Tony. I, I hope I answered that. Uh, that me, Gavin, what admission assessment form should be used? Oh boy, okay, uh, Felicia. We are franchisees. Um, we sell our forms. They're $1,000. They're the same forms that every one of my franchisees get. And candidly, they're the same forms I've used for the past 20, well, yeah, 21 years. Let's just say that. For a home care agency, it's a two-page form. Um, it's an assessment form. And my nurse fills it out. And from that, she then takes it, transcribes it over and develops the plan of care based off from the assessments. It's a two-parter, um, Felicia. It's always worked for us. It's passed five audits by the state. So I'm pretty darn sure it's good. Um, and if you're interested in the forms, it, not only do you get the form, not only do you get the assessment forms, which get the plan of care form and the associated timesheet for it, um, home safety inspection, client rights and responsibilities, a service contract. Every one of your clients is a service contract. And you can either purchase them one off, or if you become a franchise partner of ours, you get them included. If you become a franchise partner of ours, you get everything that you need. A to Z, everything in between. There's nothing left out that we won't supply you. Um, let's see. Uh, what admission? Okay, Becky, I have an admissions assessment forms and can direct you to where to find them. Please contact me. Well, thank you, Becky. You're now undercutting me. I appreciate that. Um, good morning. Do I have, do you have any suggestions for insurance to purchase? Oh gosh. Yes. Awesome question. Zoom user to everyone. I hope you all got a notepad in front of me because I'm going to give you a phone number. Jeez. Uh, message those people. No, I want you to write this phone number down. It's for insurance. David Dickey. Okay, David Dickey's phone number. He is with the Solutions Group. You spell his last name D-I-C-K-I-E, just like the shirt or pants, Dickey. He's with the Solutions Group. His phone number is 800-866-2682. David, has, David, and I'll repeat that, 800-866-2682.
The guy's been in the home care insurance industry specifically. He doesn't insure muffler shops. He doesn't insure your house. All he does is commercial insurance for home care. He is an expert. He's been doing this longer than I have. He's been in our business for about 25. He's been in our business for about 25, 26 years. Um, so um, call David. He will set you up for general liability. And he'll set you up for liability insurance. I'm not going to get into every one of the coverages, but I'm going to give them to you in a big chunk. Liability insurance commercial auto insurance because a lot of your employees are going to be driving your clients around i'm just going to leave it at that um most importantly i think theft and bonding coverage because your clients are going to steal from your your employees are going to steal from your clients and you better be insured what was that? Theft and bonding coverage. Oh, bonding. Um, so three big ones. And then you get sexual harassment, sexual abuse in there, which is just skeevy thinking about. But we all, you know, we care for kids all the way up to seniors. We focused on seniors because that's where the money is. But a lot of you can do cap C, which is cap children. Um, so I guess, yeah, sexual abuse, I can definitely see being in there. So there will, oh my gosh, 28 messages, nor only got 20 minutes left. Um, so call David. I got to move faster here. Direct message. Good morning. I sent my application. What's the next step and how do I prepare? Okay. Um, send your application off to the state. They will email you back. And I pray and hope that you write your email correctly or that you have voicemail set up on your phone and you are dumping your messages on a daily basis. Because if they get a bounce on your email and I've gotten bounces on you, Pickles email, <laughs> and you're not picking up your phone, they're not gonna text you, but they are gonna try and call you. Well, if your voicemail is full or your voicemail's not set up, they can't leave you a message. Now you're really in a conundrum. So send in your application along with your check. You should get an email back within two weeks saying, hey, we got your application. We got your check. Here's the home care licensure checklist. Start compiling information. If you don't get that within two weeks, give them a phone call. And their phone number is listed upper left-hand corner of the application. Good morning, Gavin. I've been waiting on my LLC to be correct, connected and then to mail me. My zoning plans. Oh, Latita, yeah. So can I still submit my application to the state? Yes, you can, Latita. Um, you do not need to wait until you get your LLC or your zoning approval before you submit your application. So go ahead and mail your application in now. Yes. Um, Let's see, uh, Rusty, for those of you who have already started, how are you handling or planning to handle COVID-19 vaccines for your staff? Are you acquiring them or planning to? Awesome, thank you. Thank you, Rusty. Um, and I'm gonna mute my phone, guys. My apologies. Um, awesome question, Rusty, thank you. Um, make it mandatory. Pfizer has been approved, big news. 
you are not breaking the law if you make it mandatory for your employees to get the COVID-19. And guys, folks, I'm here to tell you, why is it endemic in nursing homes and assisted living facilities? Because that one aide who's caring for 15 people on the floor catches COVID and they're going from room to room to room to room, to room taking care of these people and bam, now we've got COVID outbreaks in assisted living facilities and it's not rocket science. You can make it mandatory that your employees get the shot. Where do they get it? Rusty, uh, any CVS pharmacy will give them the shot for free. You can put a policy and procedure in place. We've got a COVID policy at at-home elder care. Everybody gets inoculated. You don't get inoculated, you don't come to work. Simple as that. What skills assessments do we need? Um, Felicia. <clears throat> skills assessment uh, form, email me, Felicia, I'm happy to send you ours. That's, I'm happy to do that. What assessment, if it is non-medical home care, can, does not require a nurse, the assessment are done with the client doc. I'm not sure I understand your question, Ms. Moore. Um, what are the most important referral list a home care agents needs to be on? Whoa. Great question, Lydia. Case managers and discharge planners in the hospital, number one, boom. Get in there, visit, get your name on their uh, provider list. Garrett, good morning, Gavin. Can you explain the process when clients would like to transfer to another agency? Um, well, yes. Uh, if Hopefully they're not transferring away from your agency, Garrick. <laughs> they're transferring to your agency. If it's private pay, they simply cancel with the agency that they're with and they sign up with you. If it's Medicaid, they have to call Liberty Nursing. They have to call their case manager for Medicaid, say, we no longer want to be with XYZ Home Care and we want to move our services to Garrick's Home Care Agency. And the wheels of the wheels of big business turn slowly, but eventually it will happen, Eric. Yes. Um, oh, look at this. Awesome. Thank you, Becky. A registered nurse is willing to work for 35 an hour in Raleigh, Durham. There you go, guys. Um, hey, more. I have an ad on each one of the mentioned there telling me, oh, you don't have the license, I'm not comfortable with using my license to get you one. Huh. Um, oh boy, Miss Moore. Let's see, where are we at? 14 minutes. Um, why aren't they comfortable with, why aren't they, why aren't they comfortable? You've got to find out why they're not comfortable. What you're, you're kind of selling yourself, uh, Amor. You're selling yourself on being the best home care agency in the world and you need their assistance to get there. And you do have liability insurance that she, your nurse, I say she, all my nurses were, are female. There are male nurses out there, uh, whether they're male or female, yeah, the RN is gonna be covered under your liability insurance. That would be my answer to them. 
And if you're not interested in building the best home care agency in the world, and there are other places you can go to work for, but I am the best home care agency owner in the country, and you need to be on board with my agency. Uh, how, ideally, how much should you pay for your caregivers, Misty, for Medicaid pay? I'll tell you what we did, Miss D, and I'll tell you what not to do. Don't do what we did. Um, we were paying our, our Medicaid aides. Well, first, when we got a new Medicaid client in 10 years ago, we didn't discriminate on, well, their Medicaid or their private pay. Hey, the next caregiver I had in line that fit those hours that's the person I put out there. And they didn't, that caregiver didn't care whether it was private pay or Medicaid. They didn't pay with mine what the payor source was. So we never limited the pay on a Medicaid client. And that's why I kind of got down to we're making a dollar an hour on Medicaid. What I would do today is I would cap, um, I would cap a Medicaid aid employee at $9.50 or $10 an hour. Because the bill rate's 18, you're, all of you are gonna have overhead. Now, hopefully you're gonna run this out of your home and you're gonna cut down your expenses there. But if you're paying rent, you're looking to cut down on your overhead as much as possible. But we always factored in 25% of the hourly rate for the employee was going towards uh, overhead. So if an employee was costing me, yeah, the employee heard $10 an hour, but they were actually costing me $12.50. Well, $12.50 from $18 is $5.50. Not the best margins, but at least you're making money on it and you're not losing. So I'd, I would miss, miss D, I would look at capping it at, at $9.50, an hour. If they up the reimbursement rate, God bless, wonderful, then I up the employee's pay rate. Uh, let's see, Lydia, we answered your question. I'm going to, okay, Gopal, uh, is there a cap on how many hours of care a Medicaid, Medicare client can receive or does it depend on their disability age? Okay, Gapal, take Medicare. Tell everybody on this call today, take Medicare out of your vocabulary. Medicare does not pay for our services. Done. Take it out of your vocabulary. Medicaid does. Do they, is there a cap on the number of hours? Yes. There's two primary Medicaid programs in the state of North Carolina right now. One is called Personal Care Services. It's administered by Liberty Nursing. The other is CAP-DA, CAP-C for children, CAP-DA for adults. Both programs are limited in the number of hours that a client can receive care. PCS tends to be more days out of the week, but a really short amount of hours. A PCS case may be 30 days a month, but an hour and a half each day for a total of 45 hours a month. A cap case may be 20, 30, 40 hours a week. I don't think I ever saw a cap case go over 40 hours a week. 
but still, that's a, I mean, think about it, guys. You're making five bucks an hour. It's 40 hours a week. That's 200, that's $200 a week you're making on a cap case times 4.3 weeks in a month. That's $860 a month times 12 months. You're pushing almost $10,000 a year on one, on one uh, cap case. That's pretty darn good money. Anybody here be able to figure out what to do with $10,000 a, a year profit? Yeah, Dwayne, you got it figured out? All right, cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so second follow-up question, uh, Gopal. Who decides how many hours of care they receive? Liberty Nursing, who's the case administrator, and then the uh, cap cases actually have case managers, and the case managers decide how many hours that family gets each month. Good question. Uh, hi, uh, hello, Monica. Dwayne Jones, is an RN required to be on call 24-7 for PCS services? No, because I haven't done a PCS case in a seriously long time, but I do not think that PCS clients are receiving care at three in the morning. Dwayne, uh, take me off mute, give me an example of what you've seen, but uh, my suspicion is that if it's a PCS or a Medicaid case, you're probably providing hours of care between like 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., something like that. I don't think I've ever seen an overnight Medicaid case. Uh, or is the supervision required only when services are rendered? No, you need to have, and here's the official state answer to this. You need to have the nurse available for supervision during the hours that you are providing services to your clients. Now, I did private, I did private pay cases and we 24 seven cases, a beautiful thing, folks. It'll make you a whole bunch of money. But that means that my RN needed to be on call 24 seven. Now I'll tell you this, 21 years, I've never seen my nurse get a phone call at three in the morning. But if they're fine rings, they have to pick it up. Uh, 40 new messages, holy moly. Um, which one provides cab services, AIDS, PCAs, or companions? If it's a Medicaid case, you can use nurse aides or you can use PCAs. You cannot use companions on Medicaid cases. Medicaid will not pay for companion care. And to get back to, do you have to use a nurse aide or a PCA? That depends on if the client is limited assistance or extensive assistance. Whether it's private pay or Medicaid, if the client has extensive assistance, you have to staff that case with a nurse aide that is on the nurse aide registry. If they're limited assistance, then you can use a PCA or home care aid. Um, uh, no, I cannot, Tiffany, because uh, I would, Tiffany, um, can you refer a home care CPA? Betty Boop, yes. Betty, let's knock yours out. Um, my accountant, CPA, bookkeeper. I think she's actually a bookkeeper, but she does everything I need her to do. 
is um, Madeline Price. She's with Account on Us, and I will get you Madeline's phone number, and you can give her a call. Um, she does a she does bookkeeping for about fifteen home care agencies, so she's pretty expert at home care. Um, Madeline Price. Her name is Madeline Price. Her work number is nine one nine. Betty. 919-841-5933. Her name is Madeline Price. She's with Account on Us. Um, Tiffany, I can't elaborate on yours because we're not doing Medicaid. Um, okay. Um, how can we get clients as a new agency? Well, We kind of covered sales and marketing already this morning. I really hate to go back on it. So I'm going to skip that client because we only got folks where we get four minutes. I'll stay a little bit later uh, to try and get through everybody's questions. Um, can we provide on site adult daycare under our license? Um, Takira. Um, take me off mute and expand on your question because adult daycare is um, are you talking about having everybody together in one singular place or are you talking because home care you go out to the client's house adult daycare is like uh, you know child care uh, yes you can provide it under your license yes you can uh are you reposting this i came in late yes monica i'm going i'm recording it and i'll send it out to everybody after we get it cleaned up uh leslie what's the ongoing rate for private pay uh leslie what we do for our franchisees is we do a competitive analysis of their territory um north carolina i'm pretty comfortable telling you that the private pay rate in raleigh north carolina right now is 24 to 25 dollars an hour uh, Charlotte is 24 to 26. You get down into the likes of Fayetteville, it's probably going to drop down to 21, 22. And you get down east, it's probably going to be 20 to $21 now for private pay. Depends on where you're at. Can an LPN go out to clients like an RN? Yes, you can hire an LPN, but they have to work under your RN's license. So you're, an LPN can go out and do an assessment, can do the plan and develop the plan of care, get all the paperwork signed off, but your RN needs to come back. She needs to, the LPN needs to come back in the office and have the registered nurse sign off on it. So yes, you can use an LPN. Hey Gavin, just FYI, the A's are not taking $10 an hour rate now that I've had numerous interviews. Uh, then uh, you're gonna need to up what you're paying. Guys, it's a supply and demand thing. Simple as that. Very simple, folks. Raleigh, North Carolina, Wake Med, Rex Hospital, Duke, all got together and said, we're not paying nurse aides any less than $15 an hour. There you go, guys. How long do you think that's going to take to ripple through our, you know, our home care industry and assisted living facilities. Now, the good news is that 
that at $15 an hour, they're on their feet all day long and they're working, 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 working. Trust me, Duke, Wake Med, Rex are not going to let them uh, work at a slower pace that home care allows. That's a nice way of putting it. I'll allow my employees to sit on their butts and surf their telephones. I'll fire them. But I guarantee you, they work a whole lot less on a one-on-one -on -one with a client than they do at a hospital. Now, is that worth a couple of bucks? Yes, it is. So I don't necessarily have to pay 15, but I might be, when I turned my agency over to my ex-wife four years ago, our average rate of pay was 11.75 an hour. And that was four years ago. You pay what you have to pay to get them through the door because you can't do this job without them. That's one to drill into you guys. Um, Takira, how do folks sign up for cap services? Um, Takira, go to in Wake County, it is resources for seniors. That is that every county has a cap administrator. Google it. I'm Charlotte. Charlotte, you're Charlotte. All right. Takira, Google Mecklenburg. You know, community access program administrator, and you'll find them. Good question. Um, thanks so much for your time. See you next month. You are welcome, uh, Latrice. Okay. Um, we'll go 10 minutes over, guys, just to try and get through. I mean, we got 40. I'm getting more questions than I can answer them, guys, and I apologize. Um, Yeah, well, yeah, Monica, if you get somebody in that wants three hours a day from 3 a.m. to 6, starts at 3 a.m., goes to 6 p.m., um, I think you got a typo there. Non-medical agency, do you need a nurse on staff? Yes, um, non-medical agency, yes, you do need a nurse on staff. If you got licensed as an in-home aid agency, you need a nurse on staff, a registered nurse. Thanks, Gavin. Okay, thanks. Uh, sorry, 6 a.m., 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. You know what, Monica? You're going to have more clients than you have business. I wouldn't take a 3 a.m. You're going to kill yourself trying to staff a 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. case. No, thanks. Take a rain check. Um, thanks for your time today. Okay, why is my, why am I not scrolling? Uh, all right, maybe we made it through our questions. Um, do we need to provide benefits for our employees or do we hire them as contracts? No, you need to, um, folks, if you're a franchise partner of mine, you will have W-2 employees. Why? Well, because it's my job to protect you and your interests and your well-being becomes my first and foremost concern. If you, tell, if you tell someone where to be, what time to be there, and what they're going to do, hey, congratulations. Department of Labor says they are your W-2. They are not a contractor because you don't tell a contractor when to show up. You don't tell a contractor what to do, and you certainly... Um, don't tell a contractor when they're going to do it. 
So there is a distinct difference between contract help and um, W-2s. Folks, Department of Labor will nail you. The IRS will nail you. The IRS is going to go after the deep pockets. Guess who has the deep pockets in this case? You do. Your contractor is probably not going to pay their taxes. And then when you get audited and the IRS comes in, the Department of Labor comes in and says, oh, Gavin, are you really telling these people where to be, when to be there, and what they're going to do? And you're not taking their taxes out? Oh, no, they're W-2s. Uh, let's see, what are your back taxes for the past six years? Oh, look at this. Your back payroll taxes are $867,000. You want to put a payment plan in place or do you just want to write us a check right now for that? Yeah, folks, these are your contractors or they are your W-2s. My apologies on the misspeak there. Um, do you provide benefits? No, we don't provide benefits. And, well, that's no, that's not true. We do provide benefits. We'll do everything that we possibly can for our employees um, to make their lives easier. Do we provide major medical and dental? No, we don't. Because most of our employees are already on some form of government assistance, SSI, Medicaid, whatever. Uh, so they're already getting there are getting coverage for it. Do I wish that I could afford to pay $800 a month for every one of my employees so I get Blue Cross Blue Shield? Guys, I'm here to tell you, I got Blue Cross Blue Shield. It cost me $800 a month for myself, and my kids, and Medicaid is a better deal. Pure and simple. It's a better deal. And I've got a huge, humongous deductible on my policy that right now, so far, I don't think Blue Cross has paid anything. It's in the event that I get mangled in a car accident and it's a you know $400,000 health insurance bill and they got to perform brain surgery on me. Yeah, then Blue Cross is going to pay off for me. But other than that, no, you cannot afford to pay major medical, major dental for your employees. It just is not in the margins. It's not in the margins for Medicaid agencies and it's not in the margin for private pay agencies. Um, thanks for the information. Thanks everyone. How did the purchase? Uh, no, I did purchase forms and policies, procedures, and I passed. Oh, well, thank you, Tony. Um, I passed the state, now I'm licensed. So Tony bought our policies and procedures, bought our forms, and she's now in business. So thank you for the plug, Tony. I wasn't asking for it, but that was sweet of you. Okay, guys. Um, I think I can't get down to any more questions. So I think we're, we made it all through here. Um, two things before we wrap up, I will, well, three things. I will, we'll clean up the recording and we'll email it out to everybody. And I'll give that over to my, my marketing manager and Scott can do his magic on it. And then we'll email it out. Number two, I'd love to do this every month because it's a lot of fun and it's a way for me to stay in touch with you folks. I'm going to send out a survey of when, because a couple of folks said, hey, I can't make it at 10 o'clock on Friday. It's a bad time for me. Can you do it later? So I've come up with three alternative dates. One is at 5 p.m., one is at 6 p.m., and then 
the other date is like uh, Friday at 10 a.m. again. This works. This works well for me because I am high energy in the morning, and man, I can I can do this all day long at this this time of the day. You give me a five or six o'clock, I'm probably going to be a little less enthusiastic. Um, that's number two. So I'm going to survey you, and you guys get to pick the next time that we do this next month. Number three, we are we are going to come up with a promotion for becoming a franchise partner of ours. Um, my goal, my vision is by the end of this year, I want to have 35 franchisees in North Carolina, and I'm willing to make a sweetheart deal to you folks, um, make you successful, like I've made people successful for the past 15 years, and do it for a lot less than what I charge them. So that's going to be coming out. Be thinking about it. What's the benefit of being a franchise of ours? You're in business for yourself, but you're not alone. You have me to call on. And if this is a microcosm of what you get, imagine that on a daily, weekly basis. Uh, you're not If you're not successful, I'm not going to be successful. So my number one interest is making you the most successful home care agency in the state. I'll wrap up on that. Folks, have a great weekend. It was awesome spending time with you. Thank you, Takiri. You ask a lot of great questions. And we'll see you next month. If you have, everybody's got my email address. So if there's follow-up questions or we can help you out, shoot me an email. Thanks, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh -huh.